Welcome in. These are the MM Minutes. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Alongside me, as always, is Danny Gutierrez. What's going on, Sean? How are you doing? It's been a crazy week, Danny. So far on Sunday, we had Tony Ferguson trip over a wire, Tara's LCL, and then I, Max I Holloway. I still can't believe that. I'm convinced that he was wearing sunglasses inside. We'll talk about it. But he's wearing sunglasses inside. On Sunday, Tony Ferguson apparently trips over a wire and tears his LCL. They get the 145 champion Max Holloway to step in at UFC 223 to face Habib Nurmagomedov for the UFC lightweight championship. And then on Wednesday, everything's going smoothly so far. You know, Triple G and Canelo got canceled on Tuesday, but there wasn't anything affecting UFC 223. Then on Wednesday. Uh, it was Wednesday, right? Or was it yesterday? It was, it yesterday. was yesterday. yesterday. Yesterday was Thursday. Yesterday. So Thursday, Conor McGregor shows up in uh, NYC and starts throwing dollies and garbage cans at a bus. And so far, it's just falling apart from there. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Conor McGregor. We're going to talk about the fallouts from UFC 223. Michael Chiesa, uh, Ray Borg, uh, as well Bummer. as Artem Loboff. Bummer. Tied up to that Conor thing. And now Max Holloway Bummer. falling off the UFC 223 uh, card, um, and then we're also going to talk about the new main event, which is Anthony Pettis versus Habib Nurmagomedov. Again, Sean Anderson, Danny Gutierrez here on the MMA Minutes. Danny, let's first jump into this whole Connor situation. It's a tough pill to swallow. It is something that is, first off, horrible to see for the sport, and second of all, just illegal. It's straight up criminal actions, gang activity from Connor McGregor. Yeah. Let's explain the situation if people aren't really caught up. So on Thursday, it is uh, reported that Connor is in NYC, flew from Dublin to NYC. Then he showed up at the Barclays Arena where UFC 223 is happening in Brooklyn, yes. New York. Uh, and then this is stemming all from an incident that happened, I believe, on Monday between yes. uh, Artem, Artem Labov, excuse me, and Khabib Nurmagomedov. They got into a verbal altercation, and they're both Russian, so we don't exactly know what was said. I'm sure there's video of it somewhere. There's quotes of it somewhere out there but we don't know what was said um i'm sure as soon as connor uh his teammate heard about it he got on a plane and flew overseas all the way to new york just to back his buddy up i mean i understand that aspect of it but to do it in such a way that puts others in harm and especially people who are competing uh in the same week on the same card that's pretty disrespectful and that makes the sport look bad so, like you mentioned, though, uh, they, they have that altercation, and Connor apparently wants to retaliate for that confer- uh, confrontation. He shows up on Thursday to the media day. He's apparently led in by two MacLife reporters, uh, Connor McGregor's own website, just yes. like BJ Penn, owns BJPenn.com. Connor McGregor owns the MacLife. So those two reporters let Connor McGregor and his, I believe, 15 to 10 guys, uh, his, his crew, into the Barclays Arena. Got a good amount of guys with them. They get to the back, uh, the loading dock, where the buses are. So they have the red corner fighters and the blue corner fighters in one bus. So the red corner fighters are in the bus waiting to leave. So Habib Nurmagomedov is in there. Michael Kies is in there. Ray Borg's in there. Uh, Rose Nami Yunus, the defending champ, uh, who's in the co-main event, is in there. Um, everyone who would be fighting in the red corner er, is on that bus. And we see from uh, Felice Herrig's uh, Instagram that uh, Connor. Uh, starts picking up barricades, starts picking up dollies, starts picking up garbage cans. He throws the dolly through uh, the left side, the driver's side window. Um, and shattered the window. Shattered the window where Michael Chiesa was sitting. And Ray Borg. Uh, yeah, but Chiesa was, I think, directly in fr- uh, di- directly behind that window. Glass shatters, cuts Chiesa's face, 
then ends up getting into the eye of Ray Borg. So Kiesa is end up pulled. He was first medically cleared, and then he was not medically not cleared due to the uh, the lacerations. Then Ray Borg uh, develops uh, symptoms of having glass in his eye. He's not able to fight. So those two get pulled off. Artem Lobov, because he was a part of the 10 guys that were uh, a part of the attack on that bus, Artem Lobov is pulled off UFC 223. And now Connor uh, is been uh, arrested by the NYPD. Turned um, himself in. Turned himself in. Uh, he's in custody. And he uh, was charged with three charges so far. Criminal mischief, felony damage to the bus, assault Facts. three, uh, misdemeanor on someone named Jason, who claims he was punched, and assault three, reckless for injuring Kiesa Facts. following the hand truck through the bus window. So Conor McGregor, the biggest star, in the UFC, the biggest star in MMA, the probably the Facts. biggest fight star right now, has now been arrested for felony for attacking UFC fighters. Yeah, and this is something we just talked about with uh, our our boss. Um, he's saying it's great for the sport. It's like WWE storylines, but I'm looking at this and I see this as the biggest negative that could possibly come out of uh, of the UFC. The p- biggest negative that could come out of MMA, and probably the biggest <clears throat> negative since John Jones hit and run. Here's the thing. Conor McGregor has done something like this before for a teammate at Bellator where he went over the cage to, you know, celebrate with his teammate and hugged him and everything. But the referee uh, wanted to get him out of there, so he kind of pushed him out of the way, and then kind of retaliated a little bit and kind of went off on the referee, and then he was kind of escorted out of the building. That's the first time, or excuse me, that's not the first time that something like this has happened. Another time something like this has happened is where... uh, they were at a UFC press conference with Nate Diaz for the rematch, and Connor was late, and then Nate walked out, and then they started throwing bottles at each other. So this is kind of the third time that Connor has had some type of altercation that led to somebody getting hurt in the process. Mm-hmm. So he this makes the UFC look bad. This makes UFC fighters look bad. This makes mixed martial arts look bad. This makes him look bad. It makes his brand look bad. He's going to lose a lot of money because of this potentially. Uh, who knows when he's going to be able to fight yet because he's going to need all of all of his Floyd money to get all of these uh, legal charges out of the way now. He, uh, he could be stripped of his title. He very well should be stripped of his title. We don't know when he's going to fight, you know, ever if he's mm. going to fight Tony or Khabib, or we just don't know when he's going to fight ever. So basically all of these super fights, the UFC has lost its biggest star. Well, Dana, and it's lost, like, it, it's easily lost, like, three or four fights because of this. Dana mentioned at the press conference, I believe, on Wednesday that they had with all the fighters there that it was for the official 155 belt, so that would mean Connor would be getting stripped. So they're planning yeah. on stripping Connor, uh, regardless of these actions. I think now it's a for sure certain that he's going to be stripped of his belt. They still haven't announced that he's going to be stripped, but I believe once the fight happens on Saturday, he's going to be uh, uh, officially stripped by the UFC from if an official fight happens on Saturday. That's if, a, an, if an official fight happens on Saturday. That's a great point. If an official fight happens on Saturday. Now look, not to take anything away from Rose Namajunas or Yuanda and Jacek, because the this genuine reporter right here called that fight. I knew that Yuana, that Rose Namajunas' footwork was way too much for Yuanda and Jacek, and Yuanda and Jacek is a stud for coming back in this rematch. I like the way she's carrying herself in this fight. I love the way Rose is the same Rose that she was in the last fight. So these this is going to be a very exciting fight no matter what. I encourage you to buy this pay-per-view because of the fact that these two girls are at such a high level. So please don't let Connor ruin this for you.
of course, and we're not sure if the main event's going to happen or not, if, if Habib's going to be fighting or not, but if, if they're not able to, Rose and uh, Joanna will be fighting for in the, in the main event for the uh, strawweight belt. And, of course, that's going to be a fantastic fight, and we'll yes, get to that is. fight. Um, but, again, talking about the lightweight title, it's pretty much the worst-case scenario. Tony Ferguson gets injured. He's not going to be able to fight. Then Conor McGregor, the uh, originally the uh, you know the official lightweight champion, comes out is now charged with uh, I think three felonies. Yeah. Uh, is now going to be de- dealing with legal situations. Yeah. Uh, still was did not have a fight signed. He's got a son. A fu- He's got a newborn son. And hasn't fought in two years. Uh, he also has a son. So it's ter- <laughs> setting a terrible uh, you know precedent what? for his son. Um, setting a terrible precedent for MMA in general. But now they also lose the Max Holloway fight, so you're not going to have a fight for the lightweight belt. So Habib might be the you know seen as the champion because everyone else is just falling off. But we still might not have a lightweight champion even after Saturday when we were supposed to. This was supposed to be the bridging. We were supposed to finally get Tony versus Habib, a fight that's been canceled now four times. Four times and, and four. Four is a lucky number. It's a personal number, but four four is not. It's that maybe the fourth time to try. Maybe they need to make that fight a fifth time. Well, that's the thing is now Dana White said that he's never going to make that fight again unless it's you know heavily. He protected. did say something during the press conference saying that Tony will still be the interim champion, and hopefully, what happens after this fight, if he's, if a fight happens, they might have a Tony and Khabib fight. He's, at least one more time. He, he said he's stripped of the interim belt, but he's number one contender. Okay. So so this was supposed to get rid of the So that's belt. official? That's official. I don't know what's official okay. now because of this this crazy you know, situation lot, that's going on. It's a lot to take in. Um so you Khabib thought- has had four possible opponents in the past week. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's frustrated cutting weight, not training, having a specific game plan for Tony, then having to change it up for Max, not to have to change, you know, not to have to change it up for for Anthony Pettis. Well, it's not 100% for Pettis now. Uh, Ariel Helwani coming out and tweeting that Habib Nurmagomedov's involvement in tomorrow is not 100%. UFC is re- uh, seeking a last minute replacement. No- negotiations are still underway. If it is Pettis and that isn't 100%, he needs to weigh in with in the next 38 minutes. So they still need to get Pettis in championship weight if he wants to fight. So I'm wondering if because of the Michael Chiesa cancellation that he kind of cheated a little bit and kind of started eating or possibly something. Or, just, just not thinking that he was going to be able right, to fight and right now they're talking that you know paul felder made 155 pounds so he might be seen as a replacement if they want to get uh, a championship weight or even then uh ally quinta might be thrown into that championship fight but he weighed in at 155.2 pounds so he's not even championship weight technically um, so this is a complete mess right now. That's weight, still un- I thought they allowed a one-pound weight allowance because they've let guys fight at 156 flat. I'm pretty sure it's 155 or under. I'm pretty sure. I don't think it, maybe it was a half. I'm pretty sure uh, that they think, allow a one-pound weight allowance. 156. I think, I think 156 it, I think and a half is 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 not championship weight. No, there's 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 a one there's a one ounce uh, a one-pound weight allowance for a non-championship fight. So you can weigh in at 156 okay. for a non-championship fight, but okay. you need to be on weight okay. at 155 or below. So you okay. can be like 154. So 154 and a half. Yeah, Habib weighed in at 154 and a half. So he's under championship weight. You need to be at championship weight or under championship weight okay. uh, to fight in there. So Ally Quinta wouldn't really be uh, you know, in, in the correct weight allowance to be fighting for a championship belt but i think, just go use the bathroom and then just shut off that a, a little bit yeah i think that's the thing is <laughs> just because it's a point two difference i don't think it's going to be something that uh really cripples it but again we're not really sure what the fight is is going to be but this lightweight situation's a mess 
Um, and it it's is. all due to Conor McGregor, really. Because, you know, again, you could say that Tony Ferguson falling out, um, you know, that, that's, a, that's a huge blow to the UFC. And they had to find Max Holloway, who could replace him in six days. But even Dana White said this um, when he first met with the press right after the Conor uh, McGregor situation happened in the Barclays Arena, saying, if you wanted to fight Habib, you have the ability to do that. That is your job. You can do it in a sanctioned fight that's totally legal. And now what you do, did is now going to get you thrown in jail, which it did. And now he's going to be uh, in court today trying to find out his sentencing and trying to find out uh, what he needs to do to go made through this. Made you zero money. Yeah, legal legal ramifications. And he would have made money as well. Um, and a Habib-Connor fight in New York would have been absolutely massive. Whether you... Khabib st- still said he wanted to fight in New York this year, Madison Square Garden. He said that mm. it actually meant something to him in an interview with Ariel Hawani. He said that he wanted to come back and fight Madison Square Garden uh, this year no matter what. Yeah, and they usually do that around November, so we'll see what happens. Um, especially if he ends up fighting or not. Um, again, we still haven't gotten uh, you know, uh, a notification on what the fight is actually going to be, if there's going to be a fight happening. But UFC 223 was looking to be the best card so far um, in 2018, and now it's just been absolutely ruined. It's been torn to shreds. 20, shreds. 20, shreds. 2018 has been a rough year so far for the UFC, um, and really for you know MMA. I mean, Bellator has their... Uh, their heavyweight Grand Prix, but outside of that, there hasn't been really news coming out of Bellator. So looking at this blow, looking at everything that's happened to UFC 223, Danny, how big of a blow is this to the UFC, and how big of a blow is this to to MMA, especially with the TV deal coming up, the recent acquisition from uh, WMEIMG, WMEIMG. It's a mouthful. WMEING. It's a big um, pill to swallow, Sean. Still trying to make up their their benefits, and you know, seeing the the fluctuation in pay per view buys, whether it's over half a million or well under half a million. How big of a blow is this to the UFC and UFC two twenty three? The injury bug is real. Let me just say that first off, the injury bug is real. I remember there there were a few years that the UFC uh, had that w- they were pretty rough on their pay per views because there were a lot of. Uh, Jose Aldo, Frankie Edgar, Khabib Nurmagomedov fights that, uh, you know, Tony Ferguson fights, Donald Cerrone, or no, not Donald Cerrone, I'm sorry, uh, Carlos Condit um, and Matt Brown. You know, there are fights that were put together uh, years ago that they're trying to make now that still aren't that still aren't being made because of the injury bug because all of these fighters keep getting injured. Um, now, that aside, that is a, it's a huge blow to the UFC because these fans, these hardcore fans are – paying their hard-earned money to see these fights and they're falling through and they're kind of disinterested and it kind of is unfortunate for the casual fans because they can't go to the casual fans and go oh you should see this fight because this fight's going to be sick so now it's kind of tearing everything apart because now they're now everybody's going to look at conor mcgregor going oh you know we shouldn't watch him fight because we're just supporting him if Mm -hmm. we watch him fight we're paying for that and we're supporting this behavior kind of like what What's going on with John Jones? Usada uh, kind of took his license. They stripped him of his license. He can't fight. He can't fight legally. John well, the, Jones can't U- fight legally. Usada hasn't uh, stripped his 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 uh, license yet. Uh, the state of California stripped his license, or at least I think suspended his license for six months. Usada hasn't dealt with John Jones yet after um, his his run in with what was that UFC two twenty. Uh, uh-huh. UFC two two nineteen or whatever, uh, whatever the uh, UFC two fifteen, whatever after the DC Jones fight, right? Three or two. Well, the point is, is that John Jones isn't making any money right now, and he's no, suspended, and he's gotten yeah. into a lot of trouble himself. That's the point that I'm trying to make. So now, again, Conor McGregor's got to get his Floyd money together, and he's got to 
spend it all <laughs> now on his legal issues. And, and it, this is a really big blow for the UFC. You know, it kind of makes you wonder if Connor was kind of the whole thing behind the new TV deal mm-hmm. with Fox because Connor is such a huge star. Well, that was one Even thing- before he was the champion, he was making appearances on FX and Fox and Fox Sports 1 and... He was a huge star. That was is one, a huge star. That was one thing with the TV deal, though, is apparently Fox has been more pushing towards going towards uh, WWE and the professional wrestling product than the UFC product. And now, not having Conor McGregor, it's not you know it's possibly going to push Fox farther away from re-signing the UFC and re-upping that TV deal. And it might push other uh, you know uh, TV uh, you know uh, providers or TV TV cha- stations and TV you know uh, multimedia corporations. To go after the UFC, it's just going to hurt the UFC product because you know if they're not able to get a TV deal, it's just going to be less eyes on their product. They're going to have to rely on pay per views and UFC Fight Pass, and not everybody <laughs> subscribes to UFC Fight Pass. Or, or maybe they go to a, a Netflix or an Amazon Prime, something that can you know bring live sports to your home, but maybe it's not through a traditional cable or TV route. But again, this is all going to be predicated on Conor McGregor. If he's not going to be able to fight anytime soon, that deal is going to tank completely. You're going to take that value and just cut it in half pretty much because Conor McGregor is the biggest star he's in all of draw. fighting right now. He's a huge draw. And it's something, if he's not able to fight, why why even pay the money? Because you don't have you know crazy stars right now. Stipe Miocic, Daniel Cormier, these are some of the best fighters in UFC history. But again, they aren't they aren't the stars and even close to the stars that Conor McGregor are. There isn't a star right now that is currently signed shame, by the and UFC. And that's a shame to say. It's a real shame to say because McGregor. it's a real shame to say because actions like this really overshadow guys like that. Kind of like this card right here that we have in front of us. Mm-hmm. This is still a great card, but on, in this is a great main event. But unfortunately, he's been overshadowed by this. Yeah. It's <laughs> this now turmoil. This gang activity from yeah. Conor McGregor. And it's disgusting to see. And Max Holloway, um, again, is not going to be able to fight. He's he's medically unfit to fight at UFC 223. I don't want to use that word because Dana White used it, and I don't want to get sued. <laughs> what do you mean? He said it, what he he said what that what Connor did was disgusting and disgraceful. So I was like, I want to stay away from those words so I don't get sued for like... <laughs> Word likeness. No, I mean it, it is. I mean you could you can quote him if you want, and you just did, so you're fine. Um, but Max Holloway uh, having now to withdraw from UFC 223, it's not really um, tagged on to. The, it's not really because of Connor that he has to pull out. But no. again, it's just something that everything's going the wrong way for the UFC this week. Uh, yeah. But Max Holloway's withdrawal from UFC 223 marks the tenth main event or co-main event change to the UFC calendar so far in 2018. That's from Mike Bond of uh, MMA Junkie. Um, and, and we're only in April. Yeah, and that's the thing. We're only in April, four months into into this. Barely, the barely injury six days bug into the is month. real. Um, the injury bug is here. Well, this isn't really twenty eighteen. This isn't really an injury bug. I mean, Max isn't an injury bug. I mean, Tony Ferguson was an injury bug. Max prior pulling out in UFC two twenty two that was an injury bug. The trickle down effect. Trickle. The glass or the trickle down effect. I guess you could say <laughs> trickle, trickle, whatever. I think trickle's a word. <laughs> The glass is slowly breaking and shattering. Well, and that's something that's just terrible to see for the UFC because, like you mentioned, Habib's one of the best fighters we've seen in in all of MMA. He arguably is the best fight, twenty five and zero, mm-hmm. undefeated, and he's been wanting his his chance at UFC gold, at fifteen pounds at gold around his waist, and twenty five and zero, and still doesn't have it. That's that's there's something wrong there. Yeah, and maybe he's lost probably what three, four rounds maybe in his whole. MMA career, I mean, it's been very little if he's lost any at all. 
Um, and, and it's just going to be a shame if he's not able to fight because, again, Holloway pulls out, and now they're trying to scramble getting Anthony Pettis to fight for that uh, 155 belt, which would be an interesting storyline just because uh, let's talk about that possibility of a fight because Anthony Pettis is still yet to weigh in. He still needs to weigh in at 155. That's the fight that they seem to want to make now, especially since Michael, uh, Michael Chiesa pulled out and Anthony Pettis was left without a fight. Wish you a full recovery, Michael Chiesa. Of course. Uh, Anthony Pettis, uh, the former lightweight champion, has had a lot of struggles recently in the octagon. He's moved down to featherweight. Now he's moving back up to lightweight. Um, seeing him on Embedded, he's very smiley. You know, he, he seems very motivated. He seems in the groove. But I think with Pettis, it just might be you know a little too far removed from his prime. And while it's something that, you know, at least they have a fight that they possibly could make, and if the fight does happen, at least they're able to save the main event and still have Habib fight on the fight card. But Anthony Pettis versus Habib Nurmagomedov is not a fair fight. That's really, again, maybe a hard pill to swallow. Harsh look, to look, say, look, but... Look, look, it is harsh to say. It is harsh to say. Anthony Showtime Pettis is the former WEC lightweight champion, the last WEC lightweight champion. He was the former UFC lightweight champion until he lost it to Rafael dos Anjos. Uh, he had very incredible style. He's a dynamic kicker from Taekwondo background, trains under Duke Rufus. He's very dangerous off of his back. There was a point in time where wrestlers had trouble taking him down, and when you got him down, it was very difficult to kind of stay active on top because he would get wrist control and he would try and manipulate your arms and try to get a submission or triangle or an arm bar and he would raise his hips and he was very active with his legs. He, was, he had a very active guard, but once wrestlers found a way to pass his guard, they realized that he, he wouldn't try to get to full guard, that they could uh, out-scramble him and then they could out-muscle him in certain positions up against the cage. And you see that in his fights with Eddie Alvarez, saw that in his fight when he lost the title against Rafael Dos Anjos. Dustin Poirier out-scrambled him and basically beat him up on the ground. He was doing a valiant effort at surviving. His only wins have been to Charles Oliveira, and that was at Featherweight, and Jim Miller. And that Jim Miller fight, was it was it was a good win for him, but the Dustin Poirier fight would have been a better win for him. Not to take anything away from Dustin Poirier, because Dustin Poirier is a stud himself. Mm -hmm. um, but Anthony Showtime Pettis struggles with wrestlers, and Khabib is a wrestler and is going to 100% want to take him down. Uh, I mean, Ed, he, Edson Barbosa couldn't had Edson Barbosa threw everything but the kitchen sink at Khabib Nurmagomedov, and Khabib just kept coming and coming and coming and coming. The looks that Edson Barbosa would give it just it was just demoralizing to anybody who's ever fought Khabib Nurmagomedov. Will ever fight Khabib Nurmagomedov? Well, that's one thing too. With Anthony Pettis, was his last loss before going to featherweight. Um, was to Edson Barboza, and Edson Barboza dominated him. It was a unanimous decision Tore him back up at with UFC. Leg kicks. Yeah, out kicked, out kicked the kicker. Dominated him at UFC 197 back in 2016. Then he moved up to featherweight, defeated Charles Oliveira with a guillotine choke, and then he missed weight um, for to fight for the interim featherweight championship, uh, and then ended up losing the fight to Max Holloway. That's how Holloway ended up getting the belt. Then he defeated Jose Aldo twice. Holloway did, and again, unfortunately, he's not able to make the fight. And then Pettis returns the lightweight, defeats Jim Miller, and then, like you were mentioning, uh, the knockout loss to uh, Dustin Poirier. But again, it's something with Pettis. He's been there before, so at least he has it the championship mindset. It wasn't mindset. a knockout loss. He, he had TKO. A, yeah, he had a rib injury. So. Yeah. Uh, but with Pettis, he's been there before. He's been a champion. Yes. Does that play into it at all with Habib not being there? Or do you think that 
just Habib's skill is just going to be this too was much. An, this was an X factor that I was contemplating for Khabib Nurmagomedov. He's never gone five rounds before. Not to say that he hasn't been preparing for five rounds. It's a different animal when you're actually in there, mm-hmm. actually competing for five rounds, 25 minutes. You have to Getting really have blasted. To, yes, you really have to pace yourself, and he is a go guy. I mean, he comes from AKA, and look at Cain Velasquez, look at Daniel Cormier, Luke Rockhold, Josh Thompson, John Fitch, and former formerly Josh Koscheck. Uh, you can go on and on with the guys who they who they've trained. They're all forward guys. They're all no quit, you know, bite on the mouthpiece forward guys who give 100 percent, 110 percent, 200 percent, no matter what they do. And they're both nasty wrestlers who know how to defend themselves on the feet and attack on the feet. So when it comes to someone, somebody like Khabib Nurmagomedov, not to say that he's not prepared for five rounds. Anthony Pettis has been in five round wars before. But in his last one, he got injured, and that kind of makes me— Here's the thing. Anthony Pettis is 31 years old. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's washed up. Mm-mm. Anthony, he's just had some struggles in the UFC, which is unfortunate to say. He's 31 years old. But the it's thing young with man, that is— is And Khabib just hit 30. But you're usually typically in your prime around 27. And, and Pettis, again, he's still young, but— He's ha- he still has a lot of tire, uh, you know, uh, wear on his tires. Like he's he's still been in twenty seven fights in MMA. He still has seven losses. He's you know gotten beat up by Clay Guida. He's gotten beat up by Rafael dos Santos, Eddie Alvarez, Edson Barbosa, Holloway, Poirier. I mean, like you look at his past seven fights, and he's two and seven. Like he he's he's not the same. And three out of four showtime yep. that he used to be. And three out of four of those guys out wrestled him mm-hmm. and maimed him and pushed him and beat him up and out outgrappled him they were able to close the distance because anthony pettis couldn't create distance with his strikes to get off on his kicks it's a lot like uh mirko krokop when he came over to the ufc everybody was expecting right kick hospital left kick cemetery so they were prepared for that Mm -hmm. people got people adjusted to the style of mirko krokop just like they adjusted to the kicking style of anthony pettis and that's one thing is we haven't seen him develop more And, and and when you're 31 it's tough to Keep adding tricks because your athleticism is falling down. Your strength is going up a little bit, but your cardio is going to wear out. I mean, he, he isn't the same athlete that he used to be, and that was one massive part about Anthony Pettis' game was he was such a great athlete. He was such a gifted athlete. And when you become 31, your body starts to break down. You go through injuries. You don't have that same athleticism. So with you know Habib being motivated, 25-0, and 0, um, still being in its athletic prime, never being in a true war, um, no, he's gotten tagged no. by Michael Johnson, but that's about it. I mean, and, and he uh, wasn't able to the take. The Tebow fight yeah. was a, a little bit close, but outside of that, Habib's really just blown through most of his competitors. So he's tough. He's a tough guy, and he's tough. He's wrestling. He's, he was wrestling bears when he was nine years old. So <laughs> I, I think not that, to say that Anthony Pettis isn't tough because he's as tough as they come. And he, I really do. If he, if he does take this fight, he's a stud for taking the fight. A former two-time uh, lightweight champion going up against an undefeated, uh, an undefeated guy like Habib, it, it'll it's going to be fun. Yeah, and but not, if you're a hardcore fan, it's gonna be hun- it's gonna be fun no matter what. But the thing is still, if it's fun, it's fun. But it's gonna be fun because Habib's dominated. Because right, he might not be competitive at right. all. Right. Um. So that's that's the the downside. It's just with all this, you know, coming through, and you you just want that. To see- being said, I think Khabib Nurmagomedov, if he does fight Anthony Pettis, is going to maul him. 
I really don't see Anthony Pettis establishing wrist control or heisting his hips to try and get a triangle. I, I feel like Habib's going to run right through all of that and try to submit him and beat him up in the third or fourth round. Do you think he's actually going to go for the finish? Because we've seen that Habib just wants to put on a show. We saw that against Michael Johnson where he could end that fight anytime he wanted to, but he just, again, he was playing cat and mouse with, with, uh, with Michael Johnson He could want to get out of there right away and go, hey, Connor, I'm free. Tony, yeah. Max, well, let's go. I'm here. Tony, I don't know about and that. He even, he even talked about wanting to fight GSP. Yeah. Well, again, he even talked GS- about wanting to fight Tyron Woodley. GSP still uh, dealing with his... Colitis. Uh, his, yeah, his colitis. And then, uh, you know, Tony Ferguson's still going to need time to heal up from his LCL. And I do believe that Tyron Woodley is uh, healing up as well from his shoulder surgery. Yeah, he, I think he, he said he was going to be ready in July. Okay. Um, so it's right around the corner. They have a interim fight for the the welterweight belt with uh, RDA and Colby Covington. Uh, it's taking place at UFC 224 in in Rio de Janeiro. Um, so there's a ton that's going on, like a, a ridiculous amount that's going on. Uh, Habib though is is the best lightweight, and it just it sucks that he's not going to be able to prove that against Tony Fer- Ferguson. It sucks that he's not going to be able to prove it against Conor McGregor, who Conor was released now, or at least uh, was seen walking out of the NYPD District 78. Um, in handcuffs to uh, about 17 minutes ago. Uh, I think CBS Boston had the video of that. Um, and then also Max Holloway. While Max, it's great that he wanted to step in, Max is still the 145 champion. And yes, he still he has Brian a, number Ortega. One, yeah, a number one contender in Brian Ortega that he needs to fight. And that's a yes. fight that everybody in MMA wants to see because Brian Ortega is an upcoming star. Max Holloway still isn't 100% from his ankle. He says he is. I highly doubt it because a month ago he wasn't able to fight. I don't think that now he's... 100% to recover from that ankle injury. So I want Max to be 100%. I want him to fight at his normal weight at 145. I want him to defend about. I want him to go up against Brian Ortega. And I just wanted to see Habib versus Tony. And it sucks that we're not going to be able to get it. Uh, hopefully they can get a fight going for Saturday, uh, whether it's Habib versus Paul Felder, Habib versus uh, Ally Quinto, or the rumored fight that we're hearing uh, from Errol Hawani and Mike Bond, uh, that it's going to be uh, Habib Nurmagomedov uh, versus Anthony Pettis. But again, Anthony Pettis still needs to make wet weight, and we haven't heard any news about this. However, let's go and look at the other cards that are for sure happening on this fight uh, fight card. Let's go to the women's strawweight fight. Rosanna Yunus versus Ioane Jacek. Last time we saw this fight was UFC 217 at Madison Square Garden back in 2017. Rosanna Yunus with a shocking upset over Rose uh, over Ioane Jacek, defeating her in the first round. Uh, by TKO, uh, it was 3-0-3 uh, in the first round. Rose Yunus shocking the world yes. with that knockout. Do you think it's going to be a completely different fight this time around, though? It all depends on how it starts. If Joannes and Jacek actually establishes some distance with her jabs and her leg kicks, which is what she was trying to do in the first fight, I feel like she actually can at least survive but I feel like Rose Namajunas' footwork is on a whole nother level because she's so light on her feet, and she really does fly in that cage whenever she's in there. Uh, her dynamic striking really throws off a lot of girls, and Ioana's uh, and Jacek, while she is a very good striker, she's a Muay Thai-style striker, so a lot of her techniques are you know, going to be jab, cross, uppercut, elbows, knees in the clinch, you know, uh, roundhouses to the leg, to the body. Um, nothing really 
that nothing that's really going to throw off Rose Namajunas. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And Rose Namajunas is actually very technically sound on the ground. She's got a very underrated ground game herself. So even if Joanna does decide to take this fight to the ground, I feel like Rose is going to be able to defend herself and attack off of her back. Not Maybe not submit her, but give her something to think about. Maybe throw up a submission and give Joanna something to think about. I feel like uh, Rose is expecting Joanna to come out and in 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 all facets of mixed martial arts and not just a Muay Thai striker. Even though Rose won the last fight, do you still believe that Joanna's the best one fifty five uh one fifteener in, in the women's strawweight division? She's definitely one of them. Is she not the best? The best or would you right give now, it to Rose. The best right now it's Rose because she's the one with the belt and but, she's the one that did it the way she did it. But you in the saw, fashion which she did it, you can't deny that. You saw the fight. Hold on. You saw the fight. It was a very quick knockout. And and, and again, it was a, a beautifully game planned fight she executed beautifully but looking at you know everything that happened before that looking at the fight do you feel like possibly it could have been a fluke or do you think that rose did what rose always had the ability to do always had the potential to do she just needed the spotlight to do it was max holloway versus jose aldo a fluke the first time no he did it twice and also he dominated him for what two rounds so I feel like those three minutes, Rose dominated those three minutes because she knew what Ioana was going to do to her and what she was what she was capable of. Well, the first minute wasn't action packed. Really. Wasn't action packed, but she couldn't I mean, establish was, her distance with her leg kicks. It was really Ioana kept whiffing with those leg kicks, and it was because of the footwork of Rose Namajunas. She was just in and out, and she she her tempo was at a she was she was keeping up a pace that Ioana wasn't expecting. Let's take right the power the out of it, though. Say Rose doesn't knock her out and it goes five rounds. Do you think it would have been that lopsided? Do you think it would have been like a 50-45 victory for Rose? It's hard to say because of the way that it ended. And there are so many. And there are so many. That is a Looking thing. at Yolanda's whole you know, hit list, looking at her accomplishments in the UFC, I would still say she's the best 115-pounder. Uh, in the women's strawweight division, just because of what she's been able to do throughout her career, and and I'm not trying to take anything which away is, from which Rose, which is why she's getting this rematch, of course, and 100 true. But I'm not trying to take anything away from Rose. Seven and three. Not in her trying career. to take anything away from Joanna. Yeah, she did. Well, with Rose, I'm I'm, I'm like, she's the champion. I'm not calling right. her the best 115er. Uh, again, like she's she's done everything. She's defeated Joanna on Jacek. I just still feel like we have to give Joanna that respect of being the best. 115er because she went through, you know, defending the belt multiple times, going through, running through that division because of what cleaning she's it done. Out. Yeah, and then you know it was really until the last one because Rose of her Namunas, account, Yeah, she ends up she ends up getting knocked out. I still feel like it's going to be a fantastic fight no matter what. I don't think any you know it's going to be the same blowout. I think we might see five rounds between these strong women. Uh, but again, I, I still feel like I got to lean you on it just because of what she's done throughout her history. I'm still going with Rose because I do believe that she's in her head now with not being in her head. I feel like that Yuana uh, Jacek was going into that fight with the thought of her invincibility at hand. So she'd gone through wars with, you know, girls uh, like Claudia Gedalia mm-hmm. um, twice, actually. And uh, the, the, those wars take a lot out of you. Those wars take a lot out of you, so you don't know if how how much that was taken out of her w- when she met Rose. So it, is she coming back too soon against Rose? Do you think? <laughs> I don't think so. I think I think especially with what it's been six months, six it's months, five months. Been a li- it's still a little fresh. I think I think it's 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 time you know to come okay. back. I mean, like 
again, it's it's one of the first knockouts I think it was of, of her career. I mean, she she's been she tagged does before. she does deserve an immediate rematch. She does, uh, and she's been tagged before, and then yeah, that was her first loss. Um, you know, she Jessica been, Andrade couldn't take her down. No, and that's and we've seen what Andrade has done since. Um, I don't think it's too soon though. November fourth to April sixth, so that's about six months right there. I think that's enough time to recover. And it seems like she's still fresh though. Yeah, it seems like again we we, we saw at UFC two seventeen. It seemed like she had a tough weight cut. Um, and she ended up changing. That's her another whole thing staff too. Well. She talked about moving up in weight. Yeah, but she made after, weight after after the well. She made weight today and looked pretty fine. Okay. Like, so I mean, like it, it wasn't like skin and bone like she usually was. So I think the weight was probably a problem at UFC two seventeen. That's why. Joanna didn't have that great of an outing. Um, maybe she just does. I mean, like that's the thing is, there's so many things where Joanna I still think is the best, but I think Rose does have everything to beat her. And exactly. with Joanna, we've exactly. seen Joanna, we've exactly. seen before that her chin isn't great, but also Joanna was going in not 100 percent because of a bad weight cut. So like, there's a ton of things playing into this where there are a lot I've, of factors for this fight. I'm just gonna go with history, and before that fight, Joanna was 14 and 0. And really didn't have any problems outside of the Claudia Gadelia fights, but she still pulled away in both of those fights. So with me, I still have to go with my gut, and it's got to be Joanna, even though I do love Rose. And I mean, like it, I, I remember jumping out and jumping up and down like a little girl when she won because I mean it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, was I was I was unreal. hollering I was hollering pretty good awesome. when when she won. <laughs> um, I'm still gonna go with Rose Namajunas. I really do feel like her footwork and her uh, awkward kickboxing style is really still it's gonna throw off Joanna. Mm-hmm. Uh, and big news coming from uh, Mike Bond and coming from Ariel Hawani. Pettis weighs in at 155.2 pounds. So now he has two hours to cut the 0.2 pounds, which is going to, again, be pretty easy. So if he does make weight, just now on Habib's shoulders to accept that fight, it'll be Habib Nurmagomedov versus Anthony Pettis for the UFC lightweight championship at UFC 223 on Saturday. That fight was actually supposed to happen before when Anthony was Pettis was the lightweight champion because when Anthony Pettis defended his title against Gilbert Melendez, he uh, and, uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov was at the post-fight press conference calling out Anthony Pettis. Nice. Saying, come on, come on. What year was that? This, what, what was that around? Uh, 2015, 2016. So was that around uh, after he beat Daryl Horcher? That was before. Okay, so when he beat RDA? UFC on Fox for Doom versus Brown. Yes. April 19th, 2014. Around there. That's on wrong. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's. It, if it was three years ago, two years ago, it might be different, you know? Yeah. It, it might be It might yeah. be different, but I still I still got to lean heavily because not only I, I love Abib Nurmagomedov, but I just still think he is uh, the best. And also. I uh, think I think Khabib's skill set is on a whole nother level. And I feel like, it, guys, when, when, when Khabib grabs a hold of guys. His the look on their opponent on his opponent's faces is just they can't believe what's what's happening to them. They can't believe that somebody like and and it's not that they haven't trained wrestling before. I'm sure that they've prepared themselves to get ready for that wrestling, but they've never felt anything like an angry Dagestani Russian that hasn't had you know 15 pounds of gold around his waist yet and is just hungry for that. So I feel like. Khabib's just going to eat him up. Going off the the thing you mentioned about uh, Pettis and Habib, uh, it was in December of 2014, Nurmagomedov challenged Gilbert Melendez on social media with the two of them then to expect to face off at UFC 170 on February 22nd, 2014. However, the bout was canceled due to an undisclosed reason with Melendez then replaced by Nate Diaz. However, the matchup was again canceled with Nate turning down the bout. So, um, 
Abib was actually supposed to fight Nate, which would have been crazy if that happened. I mean, the whole stuff with Nate and Connor. He was supposed happened. to fight Donald Cerrone too. He was supposed to fight a bunch of guys, but again, he was. Yeah, the injury bug. Yeah, he uh, Nurmagomedov suffered bug. a knee injury. I mean, he was uh, later expected to face Cerrone again in May twenty three, uh, uh, May twenty third, twenty fifteen at UFC one eighty seven. However, Nurmagomedov pulled out again due to a reoccurring knee injury. He was placed by uh, John McDessey. Um Finally, uh, we talked extensively about Connor. We've talked extensively about the mess at lightweight. We, we talked about Rose versus Joanna. Again, a thin fight card. So are there any other fights that you want to mention? I know you were talking about the Paul Felder, Ally Quinta fight. Ally Quinta versus Paul Felder. It's going to be a great fight. Ally Quinta's uh, trained by Ray Longo, and he's got great boxing. He's got good wrestling and good wrestling defense. Paul Felder is a good wrestler himself. Uh, he's a great kicker. He comes from a Taekwondo-style uh, background. He's got some pretty decent boxing himself. But in close, he's very dangerous with elbows. And in his last few fights, you've seen him eat up guys with his elbows. So this is going to be a very interesting fight, no matter where it goes. I'm going to be shooting for Paul Felder because he has more weapons to win. He's got his elbows in close. He's got his kicks from afar. And he's got that offensive wrestling. Um, I feel like if Ally Aquinta utilizes his footwork and his superior uh, boxing, I should say, um, that he can uh, win against Paul Felder, but I feel like Paul Felder has more weapons to win, so I'm going to go with Paul Felder. Al Quinta against Diego Sanchez was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Al Quinta <laughs> yeah, that was lit awesome. up Diego Sanchez that was awesome. um, in Nashville, Tennessee. Back uh, uh, That was a Swanson versus Loboff. Yes. Remember that? It was a pretty decent fight. We weren't expecting that from Artem. And now Artem again uh, dealing with his his whole stuff with Connor. It's, it's crazy how all this is linked. Yes. Uh, but Al Quinta looked unreal back in april of 2017 uh so and i've really never seen something like that out of paul felder so going with ray longo going with ally quinta who does have a chip on his shoulder especially with the ufc uh and 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 ally quinta's whole uh you know debacle where uh you know ally quinta wanted more money there was a whole contract dispute um i i'm going ally quinta i think that guy's got something to prove i think it's he's a, hungry a different, i think it's a different type of uh different type of uh chip that he, that he needs to get off his shoulder um, the other fight I want to mention, and the final fight we will mention here, is uh, Carolina Kovacavich taking on Felice Herrig. Uh, F- Herrig on a four-fight win streak with yes. wins over Kaylin Curran, Alexa Grasso, uh, Justine Kish, and as well as uh, Courtney Casey. Uh, her most recent fight win coming uh, against Casey back in December 2nd of 2017. Carolina Kovacavich coming off of a win against Jody Escabel back on October 21st, 2017. However, before that, she did lose to Joanna Janjacek. Uh, back at UFC 205, and then lost to Claudia Gadelia back at UFC 212. It's going to be interesting to see if Carolina comes back. She does have a win over Rose Namajunas. She does have a win over uh, Randa Marco. She does have a win over Heather Joe Clark. So, uh, you know, Carolina Kovacavich looking like uh, one of the most prime and ready 115ers to take over that belt from uh, Joanna Janjacek. Joanna ended up uh, winning that fight uh, unanimously, then uh, obviously losing to Claudia. She's trying to fight her way back up the ladder. You think if Rose wins this one, Carolina wins this one, possibly that could be another matchup, especially with Carolina having a victory already over Rose. It's going to be an interesting fight. Um, however, uh, I, I'm going to go with Carolina Kovacavich. I think she's one of the best up-and-coming uh, 115ers, um, and, and I think she wasn't ready for that uh, Yolanda spotlight yet at, at Madison Square Garden back uh, in 2016. I think she is one of the most impressive fighters, especially standing up um, in that division at 115. I think that's going to be a fun fight because Felice Herrick 
can take a punch. She could deliver a punch. It's going to be a brawl between those two fighters on the Fox Sports 1 prelims. Uh, however, I'm going to go with uh, Carolyn Kovacavich in that fight. I'm going to disagree and go with Felice Herrig. I feel like she's got some excellent Muay Thai. She's got some pro, pro Muay Thai experience. She's a great wrestler herself. She's got a very underrated ground game. Uh, and she's got all the tools to beat Karolina Kovalevich. Karolina Kovalevich and her last two fights against Joanna and Claudia Gadela, you really, and even her last win, it was, it was, it was a close fight. It wasn't like it was a blowout. It was a very close fight. Felice Herrig's had much, a much more of an impressive run in, uh, in this weight division, and I feel like she is going to throw off uh, Karolina Kovalevich with her uh, wrestling and her striking. I feel like this is a very intriguing style for. Uh, Felice Harrigan, I feel like she's going to give Karolina Kovalevich a lot of problems on the ground. There are a ton of interesting things going into this UFC 223 card. Uh, a complete mess uh, on today's MMA minutes just because of the whole Connor situation yes. and everything's going around in the MMA world. Facts. Uh, any final things that you want to mention? I will say, I just saw the Conor McGregor I, is, mugshot. Is, is, it looks there, pretty good. Is there is is there anything to say? I've been wanting to no. see a mugshot from Conor McGregor. I'll show it to you once we uh, once we wrap up. The, I guess you guys can Google the, the mugshot SoundCloud. of Conor McGregor. Huh? Yeah, uh, Conor McGregor. Uh, let's see what, what, the, what the, his date of birth is listed on there. Uh, do they have his uh, weight? No, they don't. <laughs> I was wondering if he could possibly head over to the Barclays Center and see if he could weigh in. Uh, like, hey, Conor, you on weight? Yeah, All right. No. <laughs> Just list him as a, a white male, date of birth, 7-17-1988, age 29, nothing about his height or weight. Could you imagine if he was like, you know, maybe 10 pounds away? On weight. She had to cut the, cut the, cut the weight. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Having it's, Connor past versus Khabib? it's past weigh-in time. That's it. It's over. USADA has spoken. Can't weigh in, Connor. Anyways. You lose. Sorry. Uh, Dana White would not put him on a, on a fight card. That would be <laughs> a terrible idea. Uh, but anyways, that's going to wrap up. The MMA minutes, uh, hopefully, the next time we talk is not as crazy That's... as this one. It's most likely going to be US, for UFC 224, which, again, has been announced that uh, Colby Covington will be taking on uh, Rafael Dos Anjos next for the is, uh, interim welterweight title. Next is UFC on Fox, Poirier versus Gaethje. Oh, we're going to talk about that. That's going to be a crazy fight. Yes. When's that happening? That is happening on April 14th. Okay. We're going to be talking to you probably next week then. Yes. Uh, covering that, that fight card because those two guys can throw punches and hang with the best of them. So it's going to be uh, a fun one. UFC on Fox, Dustin Poirier versus Justin Gaethje. We will talk about that next week. But for Danny Gutierrez, I'm Sean Anderson. We'll talk to you next time.